Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by Giraffe Kings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, January 27th. And in today's episode, we are going to break down this little this little winning streak that we're on. Not, not anything too crazy, just a little two-game winning streak that we're on. We're going to talk a little bit about the second game of Jonathan Isaac, man. Two games in a row, and we, we have a little bit of a bigger sample size. So we're going to break that down. And some of the news that we've been hearing in the rumor mill and what that kind of means. Trade deadline is only a few weeks away, so the fact that we're getting close to that that timeline, that deadline, there's a lot of different things that's popping out, so we're going to break that down. And and joining us today to be able to do that, the newest member of Orlando Magic HQ, Stanley Swanson. What's up, man? How y'all doing? Man? Thank you. Thank you. for Thank you for having me, guys. It's, it's finally awesome to be here. We know we've been trying to do this for a couple of weeks, so right. we finally made it happen. Yes. So if you don't know, we added Stanley Swanson to the team um, and pretty much what Stanley Swanson is doing is he's kind of he's leading the Orlando Magic HQ Twitter spaces. Now, I know that there's not it's not like everyone has to be on Twitter and everyone knows exactly what's going on in the Twitter world. So, Stanley, break it down, man. For those that don't have Twitter, don't know what Twitter spaces is, uh, what exactly are you are you hosting over there? So Twitter spaces is honestly, I think, the best thing to happen for us as Magic fans. You don't have to be Twitter savvy. You don't have to, have to be on Twitter at all. Honestly, you can join the space without an account. But what the space is, it's kind of like a town hall that we host after every game where you as a Magic fan, I know you guys want to talk about the hoops, what you guys watch. There's a whole bunch of emotion, things like that. And sometimes as Magic fans, we don't have you know friends that we can talk to about it, things like that. This The space is kind of platform that gives you the opportunity to just voice your opinion. You know, everybody voices their opinion. There's no wrong opinions at all. You just come in the space. You don't, like I said, you don't have to be savvy with Twitter at all. You just join, you can listen, comment. It's just a, a, a perfect spot for magic fans to just all talk hoops, especially after games. Yeah. And what's uh, we, we get a lot of messages and, and DMs and comments like, yo, you guys should do more episodes or what do we have to do to be a guest to be on the episode? This is your opportunity. What's awesome about these spaces that you can join and be a speaker if you want to say what's on your mind. A lot of people are passionate through these games, man. If you're the type of person that you're watching this game, you're yelling at the refs, or you're you're yelling at uh, this player to get back on defense, whatever the case may be, it's a perfect area and perfect spot for you to be able to, to share your emotion post-game because – you know, you don't want to necessarily wait for, you know, the Magic HQ podcast to come out, you know, on Friday. You know, they, these are spaces. And Stanley, man, you've been doing an amazing job with it, literally doing it post every single game. My man was grinding it out while we were in the West Coast road trip, doing spaces to almost 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. I got I got a newborn <laughs> at home, so my baby's waking me up at 2 in the morning, and the space is still going on. So <laughs> man, whether the game is late, whether the game is early, whatever the case may be, man, you've been, you've been doing an amazing job just kind of being really, really consistent with it. And you guys have your own little community out there, which which is great. So with the excitement of, you know, you joining us uh, on the HQ and us kind of doing these Twitter spaces, um, man, we with this Bulls game that's coming up on Saturday, 
Uh, we we want to do a giveaway for Twitter Spaces. Al, you want to break that down? What that looks like? Yes, sir. So there'll be a, another giveaway that we got going on for you guys. Really simple. All we're asking you guys to do is join the spaces on Saturday after the Bulls game. So that should be around 9.45 Eastern that we're kicking that off. After that, all you have to do is simply share that you are on the spaces. What does that mean? All you have to do is go on, on the spaces. On the top right corner, there's a little arrow facing up. Click on that. Share via tweet. And all that will do is create like a retweet. Um, so on your Twitter account, you will actually retweet it to your friends and family so they can see it as well. And all you have to do after that is follow Stanley. He's putting in a lot of work. He's been doing an amazing job with this basis. We want to make sure that he gets as many Magic fans as possible aware when the spaces are taking place. Although they happen on Magic HQ uh, account, he is the, the voice behind this. We want to make sure that he, you guys are following him and aware this is happening. So again, three easy steps. Join the spaces on Saturday. Share that tweet. Letting people know that you are on the spaces. And again, follow Stanley. We're going to be announcing the winner um, pretty soon. Actually, are we doing this this weekend, guys? What, what do we decide on that? Uh, yeah, so we're we're going to be doing – so to enter the spaces is going to be against that Bulls game. Um, and then yep. we'll announce the winner. Man, I, I say early next week we'll announce the winner. Yeah. We get that awesome. jersey out as soon as possible. So the, that's the price. It's going to be a jersey of your choice. You're not limited to Paolo, to France. You can choose whatever you want. If you want a Terrence Ross jersey, let's go ahead. Let's get you that, that jersey. And the cool thing is we're actually going to go to the Amway Center, handpick it at the team store so you get the official one with the Disney patch on it. And we're going to ship it out to you wherever you are. If you are in the UK, in Australia, we'll make it happen. We'll ship it out to you. So, again, make sure you guys join the spaces tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night, 945 Eastern time. After the Bulls game, again, join Stanley. You know, you have to do again and share that tweet. Best of luck to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So really excited, man. Jersey of choice. Don't spend any extra money on, on that, that city jersey. Let us do that for you. Make sure you enter the spaces, man, because it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. All right, with that said, Stanley, before we, we kind of really get into it, uh, I want people to get to know you a little bit. So we, we okay, need to know sure. the basics, right? First and foremost, how long have you been watching the Magic? Um, watching, watching as a fan, I want to say now I'm going on year 11. Ooh, yeah, okay. Okay. So we're, we're, we're in that Dwight Howard range, right? Um, right. Towards the, right end, towards the end of Dwight Howard, start the of, uh, the Vooch. So the year Dwight Howard left was actually the year I became, I because that's pro. when I moved to Orlando. That's, that's a, ter- that's a terrible mm. time to start watching the magic. <laughs> the fact, I the moved. fact, see, this is how you know that you're, you're a real fan because you decided to start like at, at the end of, <laughs> of the grace. Um, it, I, I had moved to Orlando. I was like, man, this, the, I, I, I come to a few games before that. So I came here. I was like, well, this is my team. Now I'm going to just come to all the games. This is my, I'm just going to rep the squad. Um, I know it was a rough time, but it's been fun, man. And right, so, it's, it's just getting even more fun now, which is oh, for sure. it's great. All right, so, great. Con- so context, who's the team that you were following beforehand? Man, you guys are going to kill me. Some people might not, not join the spaces after I say this, man. <laughs> I was a Lakers fan, guys. Ooh, um, but Lakers I was simply fan. a Lakers fan because of Kobe Bryant. Ooh. That's only the reason Kobe being Bryant is my favorite player. It's just this my my idol. So that was the reason I was a Lakers fan. It's not more that I like the purple and gold. It was like, man, Kobe's my guy. Listen. So it was that. I know it's rough. Wait, so did did you live did you live in Cali? No, no, no. I actually lived on like three hours southwest uh, from here in from Florida, man. You would think bro. I would be a Heat fan and all that, but nah. 
Yeah. No, I actually like the fact that you went out a Heat fan, so I'll take that over uh, you know, being a Heat fan. And I will tell you, personally, if you guys have been listening to the show for all these years, you know, I'm a Vince Carter fan, Stephen Curry fan. That's what I used to be, like, mainly growing up, like a Vince Carter fan, then I was a Steph fan. And similar to you, I moved to Orlando in 2016, so I started coming to all the games. I've been watching them since Vince joined the team back in 09. I became a fan then. I followed them then. But like truly the passion behind this team and going to every game didn't kickstart for me since 20, since 2016. So I get it 100 percent man. Once you come to town, you decided yeah. to wrap the team, you know, you with know. passion. Um, so I respect it. I, I respect the fact that uh you made that that switch and you've stuck to it because it's been oh yeah, some no, rough man, years I'm gonna stick to it. I'm gonna make sure all my kids or the grandkids, grand crazy grandkids, everybody's gonna be a magic fan. It's gonna be through and through nice man i appreciate you guys joining on later in life shout out to all the ones that were born into this man. we didn't have a choice man it just kind of happened all right so the, the the next one man who's your all-time favorite player who's who's that one player that you have loved the most wearing the pinstripes oh okay wearing the pinstripes all right nice nice so i am i i got to say it's a it's a it's a very weird choice a, a very real choice but it's skipped to my loop Ooh, skip to my just because I'm not, I, I'm not I, I like the swagger he brought. I just I really like the swagger he brought. I know he wasn't the best player at all, but I just man, it's like man, I, I was a big and one guy growing up, very very big guy. Those and one mixtapes always on ESPN too. I live for those. Um, so skip seeing skip to my Lou on the Magic man, that was that, that was super hype. I'm not, um, but I would say currently. Markel's my guy, man. I can't lie. Markel's my guy. There you go. You know what? I I like that, man, because I'm a big fan of Ray for Austin. I still think that he's one of the best point guards to play for the Orlando Magic in his brief time span. I'm not saying he's the best, man. I'm not saying that Ray for Austin is better than Penny. So for anyone that was playing right now in the comments, man, relax. I really enjoyed Ray for his time with the Magic. Um, So I, I, I feel you. I put Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes is another player that I enjoyed. Personally, just because I like the attitude and and the grit. Carlos Arroyo is another favorite of mine just because of the whole Puerto Rican thing, man. So so I I I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, last one. Al and I, we've been debating this since we started the podcast. When it comes to Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, I'm not talking about just Orlando Magic time span. I'm talking about just career wise. Who 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 are you siding with, man? Is is VC more then T Mac is T Mac more than VC. Where which are we side saying who had a uh, who had a better career? Or who was I, I'm better I'm I'm saying if if both are in their prime right now and you got to pick one up to add to your team, who are you T-Mac. adding? T Mac. T Mac. See, see you you twisted that question in <laughs> a way so that I'm he just, would answer I'm just, it. I'm just saying, man, it was it, it was my idea to reach out to you and and I <laughs> confirmed that it was a good idea. Yeah, T Mac is T Mac is a hooper, man. He he just he did it all like. I think, um, you, I, like I said, Kobe was my favorite guy. And there was interviews where Kobe would say, the toughest player to, to play against, hands down, Tracy McGrady. Just his defense, offense, he has a complete game, man. T-Mac T- is the guy. That's what I'm talking about, man. Only no, problem is this, man. You, sorry, you man. build you your entire team around him. This is the problem, though. You build your entire team around him, and, yeah, he's going to be injured for the rest of his career. So, yeah. That's know, not That's not true, man. I that's love T-Mac. That's a lot of negativity. If we're talking about prime – he hasn't been. He hasn't gotten injured yet. He so. couldn't play his prime. It's a problem. He missed his whole prime. So <laughs> if I'm building a team, I don't want a guy that didn't play his prime. Either way, team X yeah, answer. I'll take you it. You want a good locker room <laughs> guy. That's what you want. You want a guy in the fifties or the positive 
addition to your to your team. All right, man. So great, Stanley. We we got to know you. So now I feel a little yeah. more comfortable talking Orlando Magic, more Orlando Magic basketball with you because we're 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 already agreeing on on a lot of things. So let's let's break down the Orlando Magic now, right? Now that we got all the the maintenance out of the way, um, the the Magic now are fourteen nine since December seventh, right? We are we have the seventh best record in the NBA since that span. The Magic have been balling. In the last four games, we are three and one with wins against the Pelicans. A loss, unfortunately, against the Wizards, but a big win against Boston, big win against Pacers. Stanley, I'm, I'm going to send it to you first, man. With, with that, with that four-game span, what are some of the things that really stood out to you the the most, man? I, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of people are hype about the Orlando Magic right now. Uh, people are talking more positively uh, about the Magic, and it kind of starting to feel, which is a few games. I believe we're four games away from tying our win record from last season. This is a different different basketball team, man, that, that people are used to talking about. Um, even me personally, man, I've been going back and forth with some of my friends that aren't Magic fans, that they're Laker fans and Heat fans. And I, I got a little more swagger in my conversation now because you can't talk smack to me the same way that you normally would because now I have the ammunition. Um, but what, what would you say, man? What, what, what have you seen great about this team? Why are we playing so well right now? We got them dogs, man. We got them dogs. I mean – Something that we were saying a lot was bench bench play wasn't the greatest. We didn't have the guy off the bench producing. Right now, I don't know if you guys have seen, my man Cole Anthony is hooping right now. Number 50 has been doing his thing. He's been playing above the rim basketball, active hands on defense. I think that's a big standout. And clearly, J.I.'s return. I mean, that's that's a huge standout. We're 2-0 with the guy. So, um, But those two guys and – I think to continue the season, Markel Fultz just continues to show me he's that engine, man. He, he's the engine that keeps this team going. I think this streak, he has a lot to do with it. And right now, we're like you said, it's we're getting all the attention in the world, I think. And we're only we're three wins away from tying last season's record. So I think this this season's already a success, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, Al. I mean, what are what are we saying here? I agree with you, Stanley, because Cole Anthony out of nowhere, man, he's catching alleys, he's slamming the basketball. Uh, I feel bad because a lot of people they've been they've been kind of hard on Cole Anthony, man, and rightfully so. He hasn't played the greatest mm-hmm. basketball, man. He's he's been in a little slump, but now he's starting to add a little a little more more fire in his game. You see the difference. Bench play has been so much better. Um, but also, man, Gary Harris, he's been, he's been, he turned into a little flamethrower out of, out of nowhere, man. This is the player that we, we kind of expected for him to be, uh, an actual threat from behind the three point line, you know, in, in the last game, man, this dude went six for six from behind the arc. Like this dude was balling. And, you know, in the beginning of the season, ow, you and I talked about this, who the starting lineup should be. And we, we said, if the magic were serious, Man, we need to put mm-hmm. Gary Harris. We need to put that vet presence to be able to stretch the floor at the two spot. And we're starting to see that now, which is great. But Al, what, what have you seen? I mean, for me personally, to what to Stanley's point, I think Markel Fultz running this team just makes a world of a difference. So you talked about that stretch, right? 14 and 9 to December 7th. It's not a surprise that it correlates pretty closely with the date that Markel came back. You know, Cole Anthony as well. But I think Markel, just the way that he runs this team, you can't put enough words and credit into what he does. It may not be points. It may not be rebounds. It may not be great shooting nights. 
but just running the offense, pushing the pace makes a world of a difference. And I'll tell you one thing, the offense lately has been incredible. This past four games, three and one in that span, you started with the Pelicans, 123 points in that game. The Wizards, 118, even though it was a loss. Celtics, 113. Pacers, 126. I mean, this Magic team is scoring nearly 120 a night in that span. And again, Markel's a big reason why he's pushing the tempo. He's, he's finding the open teammates. Um, and to your point, Gary Harris, man, I think him just being a threat makes a big difference. I love Jalen Suggs. I, I think eventually, hopefully, he'll pick it up and be that starting two for us. But for now, today, if we're trying to win, he is the man that needs to be out there because he makes it easier for Paolo, for Franz, for Wendell to create. When all he has to do is stand in the corner and be a threat that you have to defend out there. Um, so, I mean, that has been, to me, the biggest thing, the offense and the ball movement, man. Yesterday, what did we end up with? Uh, was it 36 assists? 34 assists. That's incredible. It's the same number of rebounds that we had. Again, so the team is gelling. They're playing better. The chemistry is getting better. It's going to be interesting what happens now next uh, in two weeks with a trade deadline. But I think for now, we know who needs to stay, who fits. Let's see how that plays out. Yeah, and Stanley, you mentioned it you know, earlier. Two-game winning streak, Jonathan Isaac, second game with the Magic. You know, we're, we're seeing impacts from Jonathan Isaac um, in very limited play. Now, Stanley, I've been listening to your spaces, man. I, I know <laughs> I know how you felt about Jonathan Isaac. Um, so now that we've waited, right, if he plays, he plays. Damn it, we're here. He played, right? The The question then became, could he be the, the, the Jonathan Isaac pre-injury? And we, even though it's a small sample size, we only got two games, how are you feeling about Jonathan Isaac now, the, the little bit that you've seen? I feel like we had a really, really great showing against the Celtics. And, you know, maybe we didn't have the same level of performance during his second game. Um, but what were your takeaways? I He looks great. I mean, he exceeded my expectations. I, you got You got me. I, I'm someone that said to start the season that Jonathan Isaac would not start the season at all. That was my take. Uh, I got killed for it a few spaces ago. Um, I was battling everybody in the spaces about it. That's that's still my take. I just don't think he'll um, he'll get enough playing time this season, which which isn't a bad thing. My 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 take is he'll be a closer, not a starter, and he looks every bit of that closing player that we need in the Orlando Magic. Guys that can lock up a we just played him, a Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. J.I. is that guy. We've already seen him strip two point guards in two games here. He's stripped two point guards. He's the minister of defense. He's shown us that he's still that guy. Um, I'm not going to go back on my take, but he's he's looking really solid, man. I, I said that he didn't have an offensive game. He shut me up really quick. He looks super confident on the offensive end. He looks like he has a swagger of a starter. It's awesome to see J.I. playing like that, man. It's uh, yeah, and you know, you know what I love about it is that he's not he's not playing he's not playing scared. Like he's not playing as if you know he was out for two and a half years with an injury. You know, if if guards bring the ball up, this dude is getting low in his defensive stance and he's he's ready to take on the challenge and he's been good. He's even, you know, dove on the floor for you know one of his steals. Like yeah. in my mind, I'm just like Bro, can we relax? Like, let's relax, man. We're only we're only out. We're only putting you out there for like eight minutes, man. Can can we not dive on the floor? You know, we we want to prolong this. Um, and you know, he's 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 not afraid, man. He's he's not afraid to to play basketball. He's not afraid to shoot the ball. That's one of the people's you know biggest concerns. Al, what about you? 
I mean, to Stanley's point, he's playing, what, nine minutes a game combined between the two games, yet he's averaging two steals. In that short amount of time that he's playing, he's trying to just get his, his feel for the game out there, already averaging two steals a game, I think it shows you. And, I mean, seeing him play, he looks so confident on the defensive end. He's going out there and guarding, you know, Jalen Brown, guarding the opponent's best player without hesitation. Like, it's not like the suit is thinking about it twice or hiding out by playing center position and just kind of hiding out in the defense. No, no, no. He's going out there and going after, you know, blocking shots, going for steals, diving on the floor. And most importantly, hitting the three. I know we, we joked about this on Monday's uh, emergency pod. He was one for 14 in Lakeland. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, here we go. He goes to, to the Magic, and now he's hit, what is it now, three out of four, three out of five? So, I mean, just goes to show you, uh, that Lakeland experience, for as great as it was, it was simply a, a quick showing of what he can do. And, I mean, he's showing at the NBA level that he's ready for more. We just got to see it hopefully here soon. Yeah, I'm I love what I'm seeing. Now, the big question is, we know that he's been on his his restriction in minutes, 8 to 10 minutes. Um, Stanley, how how long do you think that that's really going to last? Do you see that, you know, kind of being the what we're going to see for the foreseeable future? Do you see that changing very soon? We saw his minutes increase in Lakeland from, you know, it only being, you know, 15 minutes and to, it was 20 plus for one game. Now we're back to 8 to 10. You know, how, what is your prediction? What do you think the minute restriction is going to look like? Do you guys know when an all-star break is? That's in three weeks. Three weeks. I think that's when the minutes restriction will be at the end point, I think. Because two straight games of eight minutes. Well, I believe the first game he played 10 minutes, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, right? Yeah, 10 and then eight. And 10 and then eight. So I think they're really just going to do this slow progression because it's only been first and third quarter. He, he hasn't played any second and fourth quarter, so I think it's just a very slow progression that they're going to do with him. So I'm, I'm thinking um, all-star break. What about you guys? I think for me personally, it's going to be this 8 to 10 for maybe another two weeks, maybe. But I think eventually you do see that 15-minute mark kind of be that, that number. Come off the bench, play a few minutes in the first half, second half. Um, I don't think we hit 20, 25 We'll be lucky to see it, I think, by even after the All-Star break. I think it'll take a little while. I also don't think he'll play in back-to-back games. But then again, he is playing tomorrow, or actually tonight, against the Heat. Um, I wonder, do they throw him out there for a few minutes against the Bulls also here at home on a, on a crucial game for us? I don't think so. Um, so to your point, I just think of him as someone, again, right now that's extra. Whatever he can give us, any rebounds he can get, any steals he can get, that's extra. And I'm going to say this, man. I'd rather watch his eight minutes over Mo Bamba's minutes by far. So whatever he can give me, I'll take all day long. So that's how I'm seeing it. Shout out to our guy Yadi, um, our one of our Patreon members who um, was at the game. We said he was at the game. I hope he was at the game. I hope I didn't get that yeah, wrong. He was. But yes. So he he had mentioned that you know he was close to the bench and saw that Jonathan Isaac looked a little frustrated that he wished that he was able to play a little bit more. And it's like you you look at players like Jonathan Ides, uh, excuse me, uh, Franz Wagner, Paolo, Markel. They're getting a lot of the heavy minutes. And it's like you see the small sample size that we have of, of Jonathan Isaac in this eight to ten minute span. Just imagine what he's able to do with more minutes, man. And I, and I think that his his dynamic is going to change everything. He Jonathan Isaac even said it himself, like, you know, we're only scratching the surface of, of what this team can become. Because his team still has to get acclimated to him. He is still has to get acclimated to his new teams. 
to his new team. And once he figures that out, once the team figures that out, there's going to be more cohesiveness with the team. There's going to be more a better flow, and people are going to know where Jonathan Isaac likes the ball, and Jonathan Isaac is going to be able to know that about, about his new team as well. Now, with that being said, two-game winning streak, Jonathan Isaac has played two games. But another factor is that Terrence Ross and who's my other DMP? Caleb? RJ. RJ Hampton. So Terrence Ross hasn't played, right? What What is going on there, man? Is is now Terrence Ross the, the outsider looking in? Uh, we know that Mo Bamba, his his minutes, obviously, you know, he he didn't play a whole lot from before Jonathan Isaac. Now it's even less. We're actually surprised that we saw a little bit of him. What are your what are your thoughts on on Terrence Ross not not getting any minutes? I I'm com- I'm concerned that he might be gone. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm gonna use the word concerned. But um, I saw him on the bench yesterday. He had his hoodie over his head. You know, he 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 was he, he was kind of engaged, but you could tell. Terrence Ross wasn't all there. He kind of looked like last season when we we saw uh, Terrence Ross, he was checked out. It kind of looks like they got him on the bench and he's checked out. And granted, I know when he started the season, he said, whatever the coach asked, I'm here to do. I'm a team. I'm a team player because I think this team could go, you know, we can go to the playoffs. So maybe Terrence Ross is okay with it. And we're, I'm looking too much into it, but he didn't look happy about that. And I, a lot of teams are looking for a guy like Terrence Ross. I'm just saying. What's going on, Magic fans? There are only four NFL teams left, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I mean, a- NBA trade deadline, man. So so I, I personally don't feel like the Magic are going to make a big move, right? We hear the names Fred Van Vliet. We hear the names of whoever, right? I don't think, one, it doesn't make sense for the Magic to make a big move right now. We're still trying to figure out you know, the, the, the team, because now it's a complete Jonathan Isaac makes this a completely different team. You want to, you want to add a new player. You just did that with Jonathan Isaac has been on the team for two and a half years. Um, but Terrence Ross not playing. It's concerning for me. Uh, I'll be honest. Al, what, what are you thinking? Is this, is this is the last that, that we've seen of Terrence Ross. I mean, I, I want to say that it is, but we've been saying this for four years now, which is, Oh yeah, this is trade deadline. Ross is gone. And then some way, somehow, he survives every single crazy rumor out there. He's still in Orlando. Um, but, I mean, you would think it would be. Um, the only way that it doesn't, if you ask me, if, God forbid, Jalen Suggs gets hurt again and you need him to come off the bench and be that guy again off the bench, kind of providing some shooting and some offense. But if Jalen can stay healthy, Kerry Harris is healthy, Cole Anthony is healthy, Markel is healthy, what's the troll going to be? Like, there's really not a space for him in this team anymore unless you're just happy with keeping him as, as that vet off the bench, kind of just providing some guidance for these young guys. 
But we know that if he's a free agent of the summer, he's going to end up leaving. There's no role here for him. You've got to get something for him. Now, is that going to be a first-round pick? I know the Magic are holding out for that. I don't think so. I think it may be a simple move with the Lakers, something like that, where you simply package him to put him in the right situation where he wants to go. And you get back, hopefully, a young guy that you may want to try to develop, like a ball ball last year, or a second-round pick, and you just simply cut it, cut the ties and say, hey, thank you for everything. Go to a city that you want to play in. Um, where this might get interesting is if you package him and Mo Bamba together and maybe RJ Hampton together. And now maybe that's a larger package. Like you, I don't think that will happen. The Magic are not making a big move. But if there is an option to make that happen, maybe that's the way it happens. It's Mo Bamba, Terrence Ross, and another person to make something inter- interesting happen. Um, that would be if the Magic are really committed to going all in and really making this, all, this playing tournament thing a reality. But um, if you ask me, I think we've seen the last of Terrence Ross in Orlando. I mean, I, I don't. He's how many times have he said it over the over the off season through through his Twitch or through podcasts, whatever the case may be. He's he's the he's the last remaining. You know what I mean? Like how much? What more does he have to do? I feel bad, man, because Terrence Ross. He you can tell that he loves the city of Orlando. You can tell that he embraced the Orlando Magic. Um, but now, if you're if you're taking away his minutes, if you're taking away you know his his ability to to be able to impact and that could be jonathan isaac it could be that gary harris is playing you know better basketball could be a lot of different factors but it's also man there's there's no worse feeling i would imagine than getting two dmps and your team did amazing without you like that that's a that's a shot you know that's that's a shot to the heart it's a dagger it's not because of injury it's not because of illness it's because we didn't need you bro and you know, unfortunately, you know it's 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 a it's a reality. I I I I personally would love to keep Terrence Ross, um, but if there's not if there's not a space for him, man, you you got to do that man a favor. Now, some you, of the you also want to sorry for interrupting. You also want to make kind of room for a guy like Caleb Houston because I want to see more Caleb Houston minutes. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, Terrence Ross is odd man out. Unfortunately, Un- unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's so, that's tough. Let me ask you guys this. So we know Ross seems like he's going to be heading out. Mo Bamba, to your point, has barely played. I don't even know why he played over Mo Wagner in the second the second half yesterday, but that's another point. So we know Mo Bamba isn't really fitting in. We know Terrence Ross is not fitting in. RJ Hampton, for whatever reason, nobody will ever know what happened there, but something happened and he's not getting any minutes. So now what happens there? Do you guys think that we see a resolution with those three guys by the ninth, by the trade deadline? Or do you guys think that we carry some of those guys in the roster like Mobamba till the end of the summer or the end of the season? And then in the offseason is when we make a trade or whatever happens at that point. Or do you guys think that we make that happen here in two weeks? I I personally don't want to move Mobamba yet. This is why. When it comes to the offseason and when it comes to especially with these draft picks, um, I personally believe adding two additional rookies, right? might be a little too much. I would accept it because we're a young team and we're still trying to figure it out. But I think it'd be better to hold on to Mobamba in case you want to attach Mobamba to one of the draft picks to either move up, either to trade out, whatever it is, you just have a little more uh, flexibility. At the same time, if the Magic are really trying to be a playing team, Wendell isn't the healthiest, right? He's not, he's not someone that you can 100% say, Ah uh, man, we're we're solid. He'll be here throughout the whole entire season. If we're talking about Franz. 
Franz is made out of steel, man. That, that dude has an ankle injury. He got sick. He, my man is still playing. Wendell Carter, as amazing as he is, he missed some games, man. And that's something that you, unfortunately, have to have to account for, right? So if you do trade Mo Bamba, unless you're getting another center in return, which I, I, don't, I don't see, I don't foresee, um, you know, it's, it's, it kind of puts you in a bad spot. I did see um, a mock trade online that suggested uh, Mo Bamba for a player like Dwight Powell um, in, in Dallas. Uh, it was it was Dwight Powell and a second round pick for uh, Mo Bamba. So I mean, if it's something like that and you're trading just for the sake of trade and change, sure. But in my opinion, if if you're really serious about the plan, then it might be better to to hold on. Now, with that being said, uh, Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer he did report that league sources say that Mo Bamba is readily available in trade discussions. So there there's talks that Mo Bamba is available. Now you may say. Man, I don't know why you guys be talking about that reported because the Orlando Magic don't leak anything, right? Everyone always says that every time that there's a rumor. At the same time, it's always important to remember that somebody's on the other line of that phone, man. If if the Magic front office, they are talking to teams to trade, it's always important to remember, you know, who does this benefit, right? It could benefit the agent that's trying to get Mobamba out. It could benefit the other teams whatever case may be, but someone else is on that other line that may leak information, right? So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, Stanley, do you, do you think that it's time to move on from Mobamba this early? I, I'm personally done with the Mobamba experience. I think he's a wonderful guy. It seems I feel like the team really, really likes Mobamba. Like um, when they have outings and things like that, Mobamba is part of the picture and things, but as far as a, a fit for our team anymore, I, I think Mo Bamba just personally, I think he'd be better off just starting off fresh um, with the team. I, I Right now, Brooklyn is a, a fire destination for, I think, would be perfect for him. Um, Golden State of Dallas would be great. Uh, there's other opportunities for him. I just, I think there's a log jam with a Mo Wagner. But I'm with you. I don't think we will move on from him because one, I, I, I'm, I don't think we'll make any trades this off um, this trade deadline. I think we roll the dice. Our front office just always shows we roll we roll the dice. That we we just roll with what we got. We run it back. We run it back. We run it back. I think the team wants to see where we are. And Mo Bamba is kind of like you said, a safety net. A Wendell Carter gets hurt. A Ji is not playing back to backs and things like that. Let's go ahead and give Mo Bamba twelve minutes. I think he's the perfect safety net. But I'm personally. Don't hate me, Bumba. If you're watching this, I'm sorry. I'm not nothing personal. It's just yeah, I'm done. No, but I, I agree with you, man. I I think that it's just it's just time, man. Like he just needs a different environment. People are always complaining about his his effort and 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 he's soft and this and that. It's like maybe he's just fed up with it. Like he he stuck around. He signed. He signed the contract. He didn't have to do that, right? He no. signed the contract to come back. Like he made that decision. Granted, man, the the team you you can tell that there's like a family environment. Uh, even after the games, when they're when they get together in the huddle and they call a break, like they 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 say family on three, one two three family. Like you can tell that there's 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 you know that that level of brotherhood with with the players, man. But at the same time, man, it's time it's time for Mobamba to 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 look outside of the horizon and get get out of Orlando and and figure it out. I also agree, Brooklyn may be a good destination. 
Golden State may be a great des- destination. He needs to get to a place where people forget that he was a high top lottery pick for the Orlando Magic because that's people's expectations. People are are not seeing him as what he is. They're seeing him as, dude, this was not supposed to be you. Like, yeah. like we wanted Trey Young, but we ended up with Mo Bamba. Like, this is this is not in. Unfortunately, you know, that's 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 the reality of it. Um, you know, kind of moving on to, you know, other things that we're hearing in the rumor mill. And I know that you guys were talking about this a little bit briefly in your spaces. And I was like, man, I, I didn't hear that. So let me let me do a little research. Let me find out if this is really out um in the NBA world. And unfortunately, it it was, man. Whether you believe it or not, this is just what was said. Eric Pincus of Bleacher Report stated that the Magic may be willing to consolidate their ball handling guards, perhaps in chasing Fred Van Vliet by using one or two of either Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, and dare I say it, Markel Fultz. Now, before anyone goes crazy, right? Thing is stupid, and I don't. I'm not giving up none of that, especially with Fred Van Vliet becoming a, a free agent. You can, if you really like him, you just. You know, try to go after him in the offseason, right? Why are you giving up assets? And two, Markel Fultz is playing way too good of basketball. But I say that to say this. Stanley, do you think that it is time to make a move for a big player? In your spaces recently, you had someone say, hey, why, why don't the Magic try and trade for a player like Bradley Beal? Um, do you think that it's time now for the Magic to to swing big? I don't think so. I think right now it's it's the perfect time to develop these guys. Franz, did any? I don't think anybody expected Franz to be what he is. Imagine what Franz is going to be a year from now. It's it's crazy the amount of potential Franz has, um, the potential Markel Fultz have. If we get a good a, a good amount of games this season from Markel Fultz, I feel like his development is going to be crazy. I, I already see. A lot of people say Markel Fultz doesn't have a shot. Have you guys seen Markel Fultz scared to take a shot this season, even in nope. crunch time? Nope. No. Like he, his confidence is, is is tremendous. He leads this team. He is the leader of this team, in my opinion. I mean, I look at whose voice I hear most on the court. Who do I see talking to the most on the court? It's Markel Fultz. So I don't see us making a trade. I like what we have right now. If we do make a trade, I mean, it might be a guy like a Mobamba or Terrence Ross, but I. I think we roll with what we got right now. I mean, Al, you know that our front office is very uh, uh, conservative in a lot of aspects. They they don't make any decisions to that will impact the the future of this team. They're always thinking more more long term than they are short term, um, and they won't sacrifice anything short term. You know, when when it comes to me myself, when I'm when I'm having these debates with Laker fans, the number one thing that I always talk about, man, is that. That Magic got a future, man. We we didn't mortgage our future. We have all our draft picks. We have other teams' draft picks. We still have a future from Chicago Bulls and Denver. We still got this year's Chicago Bulls in 2025, Denver Nuggets uh, first-round draft pick. And then you look at like a team like the Lakers that they're trying to win now, and they don't they don't have anything to really fall back on. Um, Al, what what are you what are you thinking? Should should the Magic stand put? For sure. I think it's, it's not the time yet. I think the time will come eventually for us to consolidate this roster and make some serious decisions. 
I don't think right now is that time. You're just getting Markel Fultz back, right? He's finally coming back healthy. You've invested so much into this kid to get him on the court, and he's reaping, you're reaping the rewards. He's looking amazing, to Stanley's point. He's not Steph Curry, but he's not afraid to shoot. He's taking threes when he's open. He's hitting quite a few of them. Jalen Suggs, over the past few weeks, a decent catch-and-shoot, three-point shooter as well. So you're seeing some progress there. He's finally staying healthy. Cole Anthony, while not the best or the most consistent season so far, when he's on, he is on. And if he can eventually adapt to the role that we're asking him to do, which is that six-man role with getting plenty of minutes, I mean, I'm okay with that. Because if he can drop 12 to 20 points off the bench on a given night, that's a huge plus for the Magic. So you're seeing progression from all these young guys. Why would he give up right now? Especially for a guy, like, again, like, like Fred and Flea, which not for nothing. Short player, injury-prone, I'm not sold on the idea. Like, I don't think he's the one. Now, if you tell me that a guy like Dame Lillard is on the market, if you tell me that a guy, maybe even Trey Young is upset and you want to explore that because I know the Magic front office liked him a lot. But all I'm saying is a guy that fits the timeline better, a guy that can really make a difference, I feel. I don't think Fred and Flea is going to come to Orlando and make us a championship team. Like, it, that's not going to happen. So my take is keep it as is. Take this year. You have cap space in the summer. You got two draft picks in the summer make decisions then, if not even next year. But no need to push the fast-forward button to see this thing play out when we've learned from the past. We've done that before just to make the playoffs, and then what happened? We were stuck with a team that was mediocre. Like, all we were was a first-round team. That's all we could accomplish. So let's not do that again. Do you guys think that we have a championship core in place already, like to build on already, or do you guys think that that still has to be. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually glad that you said that because I, I was going to say something along those lines. Like, I think the the most important thing when it, when it comes to hearing these rumors um, or, or kind of thinking like, man, should the magic go after a play like Bradley Beal or, or this player is that the magic are not going to make any decisions that is going to just get them to the, like getting to the playoffs. Isn't the goal. Like it's not, Getting into the making sure that we make it into the play-in is not the goal. The goal is to make a championship team. That's that's why it feels like the front office is dragging their feet and they they've they've spent their time of observing and and whatnot. Like it's the magic have have done that. The biggest issue with the magic with this rebuild from from uh, our front office is we didn't have that one piece. We didn't have that that one center fold of of the core that you know that that is your guy congratulations the magic finally did that with the number one pick they drafted paulo bancaro that's your number one guy or is it they also drafted a player like franz wagner that nobody in orlando wanted and he turned out to be an absolute stud i'm not saying franz is better than paulo i'm saying that franz is a baller a baller like nobody is mad at the fact that Jalen suggs hasn't played up to par because Franz Wagner has been carrying that load. And I think that with Franz, with Paolo, you started the 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 word that the Magic don't like saying, which is the culture. You you started a a, a brand. You you started a a style of play. Like with those two guys, you know for a fact if all else fails. Jonathan Isaac gets hurt again. If Markel Fultz gets hurt again, that you know that if you have to do a semi blow up, you know for a fact that you're going to build around those two guys. 
And I think those two guys, I, I, I feel like if you're looking five years down the road, when these guys are 25, 26 years old and they're considered, you know, young vets in their own right. How, how's Kevin Durant going to be looking like, how is Giannis going to be looking like five, six years in, they're not going to be the same type of players. Now we're going to be starting to see a, a new era of, of different basketball that, that we're used to seeing LeBron James. I pray to God that he's finally retired. Like all these, <laughs> all these players are, are, are top. The Steph Curry's the, the, whoever they're going to be you went gone. Too far. You went too far now. Stop yeah, it. You know, it's it's going to be okay. Al. It's going to be okay. I'm sure that you'll be at the, the retirement ceremony, but the, these, these players are going to, are, are going to be, they're going to be retired, man. They're going to be, you know, put, off the shelf and is it's time right. for these new guys to kind of come in. And I feel like the magic are in a perfect spot. Cause if you're looking at these teams in the East, they're, they're at the top. Yeah. You're still going to have to deal with, with the Jason Tatum's like you're, you're still gonna have to deal with that five years down the road, but you're, you're going to have, you're going to have a good amount of, of arsenal in, in your, your wheelhouse that you're able to, to really build something solid. So to answer your question, I do think that we have core pieces to to build a really, really good basketball team that that can compete for a championship in the future. Nice. 100%. Nice. So now, now with us talking about Franz Wagner, the Ringer decided to do a redraft of 2021 NBA draft. Now, Stanley, I'm not sure if you got a chance to see it, but yeah. – Man, this this list, I'll be honest with you, man, it it it, it surprised the crap out of me. Like when I saw it, I'm like, are they are they not watching the same thing that everyone else is watching? I don't understand. What's a little confusing is that the ringer, they're normally high on Franz Wagner. So I, I I don't understand what happened. Now, to be fair. Kevin O'Connor tried to explain himself. Like, listen, I this isn't my list. We all took turns in in drafting these players. But damn it, man, you're the one that sent this the ringer up, and your name's attached to it. So I'm putting the blame on on Kevin. <laughs> but just to kind of go down that list, right? With the number one pick for the Ringers 2021 NBA redraft, it went to Evan Mobley. Now you can look at Evan Mobley and be like. I guess if you're going to do that, I guess we, we don't want to be homers, right? I guess. Now at the same time, Evan Mobley, you know, you, you can, you can pinpoint him as being one of the main reasons why the Cavaliers are now a playoff level team. You can also pinpoint that on, on Darius Garland. You can put that on, you know, them adding Donovan Mitchell, but at the same time, if you're looking at the statistics, a man is averaging 15 points, eight rebounds, right? We know that there's another player in this draft statistically he's playing a little bit better all right number two josh giddy i'm trying to figure out what the fascination with josh giddy is guy i don't i don't i don't understand like what about josh giddy's game is better than franz wagner his hair that's it that's it that's That's literally it i i don't i don't understand all right, so number three is Cade Cunningham, which is is a little ironic because Cade Cunningham, you know, in his defense, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, but even, like, Bill was even talking about, like, Cade Cunningham not even being in the top five. Like, mm. at all. 
So I mean, he's a hooper. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah, a hooper. But 100%. like you said, he, he's he's been injured. So if we're taking into account like their career so far, Cade Cunningham, it wouldn't be in top five because, dude, you've been injured. Exactly. So I, I agree. Yeah. So then, then finally, number four, Franz Wagner, followed by Scotty Barnes at five. And then Jalen Green at six. Uh, Stanley, why why do you think that people aren't as high outside of Orlando um, on a stud like Franz Wagner? Like, what, what do you think is the the disconnect? He's in Orlando. I think that's where the disconnect is. How many national games do we have? How many NBA TV games at least do we have? Like, it's that's ridiculous enough. People don't get to watch him. When they do see him, it's because a hoops hype or a Bleacher Report post Franz Wagner went off tonight, 32 points, and they only post a a picture of Franz Wagner. They don't post highlights or anything like that. So I think that's why outside of Orlando, he's not as beloved. And by the way, I saw the craziest comment. I saw someone say, it was a Houston fan, say Franz Wagner is overrated at this point. That's wild. That's that's wild to say. Overrated. Um, Yeah, it makes no sense. It's a Houston fan, so I let him pass because they're dealing with Jabari Smith and whatever they got going on over there. Yeah, so I let that is. pass. But, yeah, but I think it's just people don't watch enough Magic games. That's that's really all it, it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, Al, what, what do you think? I, I know that I know part of the the issue with Franz is yes, we're now on national television, so people aren't really getting the same exposure. Franz Wagner really isn't a um, maybe not so much this season. Last season, we we got to see some of the highlights of of him kind of dunking on people and catching bodies. This year, I feel like it hasn't been that much. So it's not like he's on Sports Center top ten. He's not he's not really going viral in 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 those regards, man. He he plays good fundamental basketball. Um, so somebody I mentioned it today. I, I can't remember who it was, and and I apologize. So if you're hearing it was you, just know that I'm thinking about you, man. But they they were they were talking about like Franz has no like on court swagger, like nothing, no sleeves, no high socks, no headbands, no no nothing. He's not a flashy dude, man. But he's he's a he's a six foot ten Swiss Army knife that can really do anything on the basketball court. Um, Al, why, why do you think that people are overlooking frauds? I think you guys hit it right in the head. So Stanley's point was the Magic are not on national television. We're not getting any, any love in that sense. So who's watching? Magic fans. That, that's it. You got actual NBA analysts saying, we don't watch Magic. We, 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 don't, we don't know. Like, we know they're good. They're getting better, but we don't watch them. So there's proof number one. And to your point, and like, there's no swagger to Franz, right? There's no last year a little bit, like to your point, he was dunking on people, so that got him on Sports Center. But this year, he's just hitting threes. He's finishing with euro step layups, finishing strong inside. But that's about it. Like you're not really seeing much more than that. Um, I mean, on this list, I, I don't get the fascination again with Giddy. I don't understand that. Um, and to a point, Cade, I, I love him to death. I know we all wanted him in Orlando last year, two years ago. We wanted to win that the number one pick to get him in Orlando. But if you were to do a redraft today, you knew what we know from health standpoint, from a uh, stats standpoint, performance. I would be surprised if there wasn't a discussion around, hey, who do we draft, Cade or France, if they're both on the board? I think some GMs might say we'll take France, depending on their beliefs and how they want to build a roster. So 
if you ask me, it's a weird list. I, I see Evan Mobley maybe number one just because his stats may not be great, but that's because he's playing on a much better team now. He, he's got to share the ball a lot more with other stars in his team. I'll give him a pass there. He's shown some great potential, and he's winning. So number one pick for him, I understand that. But number two and three, I don't understand how Franz is not really more in discussion there. Um, Scotty Barnes still dropping to five. I feel good. Raptors fans, we've argued plenty about that, so uh, take that. <laughs> and unfortunately, man, I and I, I did. I'm not sure if we have it written down, but we don't see Jalen Suggs anywhere on there. Did you get a chance to see where Jalen Suggs ended up getting drafted? I don't think he was listed. I think they did the it first fourteen. I think they did the first fourteen. I think only, I think, and I, I, I don't think, think I saw so his name. Yeah, man. I mean. It just just because I I I heard it on the spaces, Stanley man, is it is it too early to have concerns around Jalen Suggs? I don't think so. I don't think it's too early. Uh, he had, if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't he hasn't played more than seventy games in his career. And when you think about it, about five to ten of those games he came out early, so he has about sixty games experience. Um, a lot of those games are also ten minute. 12-minute games, 15-minute games. So I don't think he has the experience. We see the defensive dog. Um, a couple When we were playing Boston, he was locking Jason Tatum up. So we see the defensive potential because we're always talking about J.I. He brings defensive uh, player of the year potential. A guy like Jalen Suggs, he's a lockdown defender. Is that enough to keep him in the Magic uniform? I don't think so. But he brings a defensive energy I am a big proponent of letting guys develop, give them time, and see. He has the rest of the season. Show us what you can do for the rest of the season. Show us that you belong. If not, like you said earlier, Anthony, he might be getting packaged with Mo Bamba for and, and those picks. But I, I think it's too early for concern. Talk to me in the offseason. But you know yeah, what's I, funny? I think he has to show that you know he's got to stay healthy. Go ahead. You know what's funny though? Like if you look at this this list, right? So there's a guy number nine, Quentin Grimes from the Knicks. Cool, solid player. I've heard about him. I've watched him play a little bit. But look at his stats, right? So his stats are right now 10 points, three rebounds, two assists. Cool. Jalen Suggs, lottery pick, missed a ton of time with injuries. So the Cade rule should apply here, right? The fact that oh, he's been injured, we'll give him a benefit of the doubt. We're not getting that. But you look at the stats, 9.5 points. 3.8 assists, two rebounds. So pretty comparable stats, but what's the difference? One dude plays for the Knicks, one dude plays for the Magic, if you ask me. Because if you're excusing Cade for being number three ahead of Franz because he's been hurt, cool. Well, Jalen was a lottery pick, putting up I, similar numbers to Quentin Grimes in less minutes. What's, why is he not considered at least a 10th, 11th guy in this draft? So just something funny that I caught here as you guys were talking. Exposure, man. I, I think that that's gonna that's gonna be yeah. the biggest thing. Um, and and with that exposure, I mean, uh, you know, this dude Jalen Suggs, man, he had a hell of a pass, hell of a pass from the baseline, QB one pass to Franz Wagner that that did go a little viral, not, not too crazy, just a little viral. But I, I think exposure is gonna be the biggest thing, and I think that we'll we'll start to see that, man. I, and I think that um, it may not be this season, or hopefully it, it is this season. Uh, if, if the Magic can really find a way to make the play in, people will start to get to notice then. Um, just just I wanted to add a point. Um, 
of what we mentioned earlier is, you know, should the Magic, you know, pull the trigger on, on a big player? And I think that one of the things that people are really missing out on is is the power of free agency. And I and I think that people are are forgetting that man, the Magic got money to spend. You know, they they've been really smart with with their finances and and one of the best ways or the best marketing tool that any team could have is going to be playing in and playoffs. So the Magic can show that they're able to to be a strong team even if if we don't make the play-in. As long as we're in the hunt, people can look at the Magic and say, "Damn, man, they're the Magic might just be one one piece away. Could I could I be that piece? If I if I join that team, could could I, you know, take them to the next level?" And I think that that's just something to to really consider as well, man. But a lot of different dynamics, man, that's making this this team really really fun to watch. Now, Stanley, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the hot chair. All right, all the, right. the this is this is the first time that you join us on the podcast. And one of the things to remember, man, is the things that you say on the podcast on the internet it it, it lasts forever, man. It's it's oh for it's, sure, it never, it never goes away. Um, but let's let's get your predictions for for the week ahead. So tonight we are playing against the Miami Heat. Tomorrow we got uh, Chicago, followed by Monday, Philly, Wednesday, Philly. Um, we just ended the last four game stretch, three and one. What are you thinking um, for for these next upcoming games, dude? I'm I'm thinking two and two, two and two. And now who who you got the two games winning? Uh, I got us beating Chicago. A hundred percent, and I got us beating Philly once. Philly once. The the Miami game, I want to say it's a win. It's in Miami, right? Yep. It's it's Friday night in Miami. We might get that <laughs> dub, man. We might we might get that win. Honestly, I don't know. Um, but I, I'm gonna say two to two and two just to keep my expectations tempered. You know. I, I like it. Al, what do what are you thinking? You over or under two and two. I feel like Stanley Stanley went the safe route, man. He went fifty percent, two and two. But you know what's funny? We did the same thing last week. We looked at the schedule last week. Like, oh man, the Pelicans. We had the Celtics. We had Indiana, and we were like, oh, we'll go two and two. And then we we surprised each other with three and one. So this week, I think I'll be I'll be really happy with the fact that if we go two and two, I think we remain kind of where we are. We remain level level kill. I, I just think it's a raw schedule, man. Philadelphia's playing really, really good basketball. Best team in the league since December 7th. We're talking about how the Magic were 7th. But for some reason, we play well against Philly when they're healthy, apparently. When they suck and they play their third string, we, we cannot do anything against them. So we may still won uh, in Philly. And then I think, like Stanley said, I think we beat the Bulls or the Heat. I'm not sure wh- which way that's going to go. But I think we can finish this 2-2 uh, two and two and I'll be happy with that. Those games I, are in Philly, right? Those are those. They are games. Yeah, both. Yeah. So my my point of view, like I'm not I'm not even looking like record wise. Like what I would love, like in an ideal world, those two Philadelphia games. You're you're talking about number two team in the East. If you can find a way to beat them, because obviously beating the Celtics three times, two at the Garden, wasn't enough to get attention. It just wasn't. This is. This is the number one team, right, in the East. It wasn't enough. If you're able to do that with Philly, I think that um, yeah, it, it might make a little a little more noise. It, it kind of validates. Like the just beating Boston wasn't enough. You go in there and you beat the teams that people don't expect you to beat. Like Miami, yeah, they, they might be a good team. I mean, I believe Jimmy Butler will be back by then. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. you, you look at that, and if we beat them, not a big deal. If we beat Chicago, not a big deal. If we beat Philly twice in Philly, uh, it might be a little bigger deal than, than people will automatically assume. So if we are going to do two and two, I, I hope that it's against um, the Philly. Now, at really? the same time, if you lose against Miami and Chicago, I would imagine that that's kind of a, a little bit of a gut kill, and that's not what we want. So let's just go 4 no. How about that? There we go. That I works. like that. I like that. that. Works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, man, really, really good episode. Um, I'm glad that people were finally able to meet you, Stanley, just because yes. we, we've yes. blasted you all over social media. <laughs> Twitter spaces is definitely where you want to go post a game. If you want to hear what fans' reactions are afterwards, if you want to be able to share your thoughts and feelings post game, um, you know, it's, it's in the Twitter, Twitter world. Um, if you don't have an account, man, it's okay. We normally post a link on our Instagram account on social media that we can still join it. Um, I believe the only drawback with it, if you don't have an account is that you can't be a speaker, but you can listen in. So if you're going to the games on the way home, we normally have them. The games at seven o'clock. We normally have it around nine 45 around that time span, but Stanley does an awesome, awesome job kind of leading that through. So, uh, definitely check it out. A lot of great things happening. Giveaway. Do not forget about the giveaway. That giveaway is going to be on for that Bulls game. Um, and we'll make sure that we we post uh, the stipulations um, for that game on, on, on that day and also the day before. We'll be reminding you. So just keep a look on that. But other than that, man, it's, it's a wrap. Really good episode. Appreciate everyone for listening. And we'll catch you guys next week. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.